here at the Roller Skating Octopus, we would appreciate if you did not let your underage children listen to us. We are offensive. We make jokes about everything. We do say just really offensive stuff. I'm not apologizing. I'm laughing. So thank you for listening, but only if you're over 18. Welcome to the Roller Skating Octopus Podcast, and I am Scott, and these are the boys. Is the girl a boy, too? Yes, she is. We're here with Josh Flores, What's up, a guys? man of many talents. I'm oh, here. my dude. Also, hello, my hello, co-host, hello. Serafina, and our producer, Big D. Big D. Ask him how he got his name. <laughs> the only thing that I can at all picture when somebody's nickname is Big D is one of two things. Oh, What's no. that? Either like a baby's arm holding an apple uh-huh. or no. like the complete opposite. And we're dealing with like a Tic Tac or something. No, no, no. It, but I, I just go that. Pl- I just go there. That's, right. That's where my head goes. No, he had a very large truck and it was a Dodge. So... Large Dodge truck. Actually. Large Dodge truck. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Large I get the D truck. now. Yeah, uh-huh. definitely. I like. He likes large diamonds. Like. He just someday. Likes oh, you fancy, huh? Oh yeah. He someday, some boy bullshit. is gonna give him a diamond ring, and you are gonna make a beautiful wife. <laughs> he's right? gonna probably reject it because he's not gay, but <laughs> it's fine. He deserves it. He deserves a man. Thanks for joining, who loves guys. Him. So. Josh. Yes. How are you this fine evening? I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, You know, just waiting for all this bullshit to be over. Right. Now, tell us a little about yourself, what you've done, those kind of things. Because this, for anybody who doesn't know, he's got some very interesting, very varied projects that you've worked on. And we want to dig into that. Yes. Um, so I am the lead singer for the band Stomp Therapy. I am the um, I'm a PA announcer and on-field host for the St. Lucie and New York Mets when the Mets are down here in Florida for their spring training. I am a professional wrestling ring announcer. I have a lot of fun with that. Here, I can move that yeah, out of the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Try to get shit out of the show. No, shots. I hear you. We gotta, we, you gotta be able to see us. How's it look over there, MJ? But, uh, I've also done a lot of, uh, stage plays, a lot of theater. I've done musicals. I've done, uh... You've worn corsets, thigh highs, and high heels. Thank right. you. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really oh, no. enjoyed that picture. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was gorgeous. I remember. That was one of the uh, seeing the one costume of the type, changes. Top things on my uh, <laughs> on my resume, being able to play Doctor Frankenfurter in Rocky Horror. That was great. I think one of the interesting things that you do now is the uh, the wrestling announcing and stuff yes. like that. And you mm-hmm. actually have performed as a professional wrestler in a tuxedo match. My one match. You're, it doesn't for, matter. I will forever be undefeated. Right, right. But, That's but, great. but, but, you performed as a professional wrestler. I did. Okay. I did. So, and it was a tuxedo match. Mm-hmm. We, we did, you know, we do our due diligence on this show. That was, they did that their was research. interesting to watch. We, we watched you strip a man bare. Yes. Yeah, that was fun. Yes. That was, it was, it was a little homoerotic. 
You know, loved it. It was like a prison rape scene. <laughs> but, it, was, uh, it was interesting to say the light. Yeah, was... no, it was good. It was good. Now, seriously, what do you do? Like, what's your... Because as a professional wrestler, mm-hmm. your process, like... Right. You're developing a character and a storyline and those kind of things. So what what kind of... I know there's the physical process, but... Right. I know that there's a lot of routine and remembering routines and prop, but what is your mental process that you use to get ready? Well, the nice thing about when I do, because I'm primarily a ring announcer. Right. So when I did the in-ring wrestling performance, I didn't have a separate gimmick. I didn't have a separate character that I was playing or anything. I was me me Joshua Flores the ring announcer that was my, who I was so I really didn't have to get into any kind of character or anything okay. I was already playing as myself who just you just like to grab men I you know I do you know I that I fucking knew it sorry uh, no I I kid but I know that there is I was just trying to give an insight to maybe somebody at home who's like Oh, how do they go through character development? How do they go through those things? Because I know you've I mean, actually had professional training in right. that. Right. Well, a lot of that comes just as down a to... Yeah. Just in showmanship in general. I mean, I've seen you do everything from the stage plays to radio to in a nightclub burning the place down with, you know, people pulling their shirts off. <laughs> just the man. Yummy. Just it it has men. happened. It was yes, just it men. Has just the men pulled Damn his shirts it. off. He has. Don't let him lie. There's there has yeah. been some breasts that There's have been. Oh, okay. Yes. Well, then I good. was just trying to protect him in case you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, honestly, it's just like anything else, really. Um, when you take on that role, which it it kind of stinks that the shroud has been pulled back on professional wrestling because you know everybody used to believe that it was like that's what their lives were but um it's just like any other kind of acting it's like when you're watching the avengers or when you're watching the x-men on tv you know the actor chris evans when he gets into the role of captain america he becomes captain america right when one of the wrestlers get ready to go into the ring they become that character they become that persona is who they are they're no longer Josh Flores when they walk out to the ring. Right. They are that person. All that's, the other, yeah. That's what I was okay, saying. Yeah. Like backstage, so I'm they, sure you've seen people getting into character. And honestly, like I that. don't get to see that a lot because as the ring announcer, yeah, I get everybody's information and everything like that yeah. before the match. Then you have to remember it. I write them all down I because there's so many different people that you know you work with new people every night yeah so you got to remember you can't just you know say something exactly so i write i write everybody's information down but once i get everybody's information down and i get the order in which the matches are going to be then i'm out by the sound engineer doing my doing my mic checks yeah doing um you know sound checks making sure everybody has music in everything like making sure everything's ready for when the show starts right right and then because from, as the announcer, you're kind of the ringleader of that circus. Yes. That's that spectacle. Yes. As I, it, as it were. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely the guy that 
I'm the MC. I'm the host. I'm the master of ceremonies, basically. Now you mentioned something earlier that I, I found was interesting, and I think we di- we discussed it before, which was I take kind of a different view. Like, yeah, it was when you were a kid. You know, oh, it's real and things like that. And then over the years, mm-hmm. it's like, no, it is. You know, mostly scripted, and it's more of just a modern day superhero kind of thing. Right. You know. But I do believe, like, people like John Cena and The Rock and and things like that, it made their transition to more mainstream acting easier. That it most definitely did, because everybody knows that in order to be able to stand there in front of 50, 70, 100,000 people right, and be able to just speak off the cuff and be able to just talk as if there's nothing going on you know what i mean as if they you're in that moment and you're just able just to get into that character so being able to do that especially as well as they do your rocks your john cena's your hulk hogan's your the miz honestly like the miz is one of my favorite on microphone guys in professional wrestling he's amazing is he's the one with that reality show right miz and miz yes I, I he's haven't seen it. To be yeah, honest, I mean, full disclosure, I really haven't watched professional wrestling for since I was kind of a kid and stuff right. like Me that. Either. But I still find it interesting in the way that it has changed into this juggernaut, you know, that's mm-hmm. billions of dollars a year and everything else. I, I It obviously has a fan base and wants, you know, I think there's people out there that want to kind of hear about it. Oh yeah, you know? absolutely. And and I think that being an announcer, what's the wildest thing you've seen at one of these matches? Like oh. an unscripted wildest one of the memories that comes to you? Oh goodness. Um let's see here. I personally have been uh body slammed, choke slammed, DDT'd. Um I've been you know, a lot of times the guys like to come out and rough up the ring announcer a little bit. Mm-hmm. In order to kind of, you know, it's like a keeps hobby. you on your toes. Just a hobby, right? Like, yeah, hey, let's but tradition. <laughs> let's go get slappy over there. <laughs> so you know, sometimes they want to, uh, you know, rough me up a little bit to make themselves really like play that bad guy role. But um, yeah, sometimes you know, I've, I've, like I said, I've been attacked. I've also like you didn't expect it. Like, a, like you... a, a shove into the corner. You can kind of see them, like, stare you down and head right towards you. And you're like, oh, shit, this is going to happen. And you know they're not going to actually really, like, do any harm to you. But they're going to, like, shove you up into the corner by the lapels and, like, you know, really yeah. give you the business. And um, that would be the bad guy. Of course. The heel. Yes. yes do they the still heel. call it the heel? Oh, yeah. Do they? The heel in the face, yeah. Heel in the face. That's the... But, um... One of the craziest things that I've actually seen live is, you know, I've gotten to work with a wrestler by the name of the Boogeyman. Ooh, <laughs> that's creepy. Kind of scary. He's he's fantastic. He uh, was a WWE superstar, WWF superstar, and his gimmick is he is the Boogeyman. He comes out and he grabs out of a pouch live earthworms puts them in his mouth chews them up and then spits them into his opponent's mouth after he's knocked them out 
Oh, like a mommy bird. Yes. That could be actually <laughs> considered good. as... Hey, in some I'm, cultures, oh, that's no. considered love. You know... Maybe he's just misunderstood. Very. <laughs> <Gary. laughs> you look like you're going to wretch. You're just, just over there like... Huh, huh, huh. That's gross. You're going to put... No, you're going to put worms in your mouth. Chew them. No, don't and put worms in your mouth. Spit them into you? someone's mouth. Like, oh, no. If you're, gonna chew them, you're giving literal etiquette lessons for spitting worms into somebody's mouth. <laughs> That's disgusting. Mouth. <laughs> yeah, oh, well, Just do it correctly. Don't fucking do yeah, it. Yeah, don't fucking chew earthworms, but if you are going to fucking no, chew no, earthworms, no, no. make Just sure don't, you're doing don't it correctly. Don't do it. Just don't do no, it. You're saying, no, you're the one giving. I'm not, no. Oh, I Jesus. <laughs> I'm not you giving know, advice. You gotta take a shot of the tele- of the monitor <laughs> that shows Josh it's in all face. his glory. He oh, gets my to stare at his the face the entire time. He's really he happy really about does. it. He's really happy about it. So I really am. Yeah, but he's a handsome, uh, handsome devil, guys. But no, I mean, you know, I've seen a lot of things over the years. I've been doing ring announcing for almost ten years now. So, so how was your transfer to TikTok? Was that hard? <laughs> Funny story about that, actually. Oh, you were on a stage sitting in front of 10,000 people as they stared with you as you held a mic. So you're on TikTok now in your right. kitchen. Is that different? Just a hair. Is just it a, a little different than actually? Well, I mean, crazy thing. I was one of, you know, just all these other people that are joining on TikTok now and you're everything. I was anti-TikTok. I had no desire. I don't think I, I don't was think one you're of the COVID. You're the COVID group. I'm the COVID group. God. Absolutely. Because you got to think, oh, I'm going okay. from announcing for the Mets, playing shows in front of hundreds, people, bartending. thousands of people, bartending. Like, I'm constantly in front of people. Right. And then all of a sudden, COVID comes along and all of my performing, everything is canceled. What the fuck am I going to do with myself, basically? Yeah. Like, I'm like, yeah. holy sh... Like, I'm not... No one's paying see. attention to me. <laughs> yes. Yes. Fucking I need people to... I need validation right now. Ladies and gentlemen, Yes, that's pretty Leos. much exactly what it is. Yes. That I is need validation. Totally. But it's got to totally. be weird because instead of like, oh, 300 people are watching me, right? Mm-hmm. Now it's like, I'm going to do a TikTok video or I'm going to do a video and 300 people watch it at different times. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So you might get a thousand views, but that's like, it's kind of weird because you're still having a thousand eyes on you just like at a show. But, but this is individually, this is people right. pooping, a lot of pooping people. Oh, yeah. I watch, I watch a lot hiding. of TikTok on the toilet, let's be real. Like, it happens. You know, Who husband doesn't? fighting with the right. wife out in the car. I'm going to watch TikTok. <laughs> Fuck him. You know, shit like that. 80% of my followers are ladies. Hi, ladies. He's... Oh, that's up? shocking. Oh, what's up, ladies? How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Follow Serafina. I'm single she's, and ready to mingle. <laughs> she's tagged in my other... We do. It's fine. It's Serafina. Yes. With... with she likes the ladies. <laughs> do I? She, I oh, yes, That's what I you do. say with the <laughs> rainbows and... All this other stuff. Rainbows, unicorns, you know, it's just my pastime. No, you I know, still love actually, rainbows. I'm a fan of Soul Rack, I gotta say. I'm a fan of Soul Rack. Are you? You, know, you, you, you watched my TikToks. I did watch your TikToks. <laughs> so, Soul Rack is my newest uh, character. Stomp yes. therapy. Yes. Moving on from wrestling, wrestling momentarily. Yes. 
So Stomp Therapy, your lead singer, mm-hmm. you have been for a long time. Mm-hmm. And with that, that's got to be really frustrating as well because yes. you were playing regular shows. Yes. And now, like, is there any word from the bars if they are going to have live music again? I haven't heard anything from any of our previous venues about when shows are going to start again. Um, the guys have still been practicing and, you know, thankfully they've been awesome with everything with me not really being able to come out and practice because of, you know, the masking and the COVID and everything like that. But, um, the shitty thing about it is we had just lost our drummer. We got this new fantastic drummer to join us. We're getting into practices. We're getting to the point where we're just about ready to start playing live, and boom, everything shuts down. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, right? You were just about to do it, huh? We were just about (laughs) ready to get ready to start playing shows again. He had come in and jumped in and learned all of our new, all of our songs. Super fast? Yeah. Yeah. He's super talented. He's an amazing guy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Doug Drysdale. You guys can uh, follow him on Facebook as well. Everybody you can stalk find him, him on the uh, yeah, Stomp Therapy everybody. Facebook stalk page. Everybody. Everyone stalk everybody else. Yes, yes. It'll we... keep you busy and inside the house. Are people commenting? Should we read yeah. some comments? What or... did I stumble across? Uh, hi, guys. My name's Joshua Flores. I'm the lead singer of Stomp Therapy. I am being re- interviewed right now by the guys and the girl of <laughs> the Roller Skating Octopus Podcast. Love it's you us. guys. Hi. There's another person Hi. over here. Hi. There's a small lesbian next to you. <laughs> lesbian. It's a lesbian. I'm a lesbian. lesbian. Actually, if you look at the it's hashtag. So, it's such a small lesbian, it's a lesbian. <laughs> I was definitely so. going more race with that because I am half Mexican. So hey, I'm you know, I was trying not to be Mexican. <laughs> yeah, we racist. Why you always got to bring things to a racist place? <laughs> See, we weren't going to address this, Athena, in this podcast, in our practices. You know, the racism isn't going to stand. Not on the internet anymore. No, it's not going to happen. Sure. I am half Mexican. So, and now with the Mets and Mets Stadium and practice. Everything's everything's shut down. Um, As far as I know of, I haven't heard any news from uh, the Mets about whether or not minor league baseball is going to resume again. But um, (laughs) as far as to my knowledge, as of right now, Right. Baseball, minor league baseball is canceled for the season. So Jeez. that's got to be hard on those minor league players, too, yeah. because they've got to stay in shape and do all these things. I mean, I don't think people really understand. I mean, everybody's walking around going, I don't want to wear a mask. And I know I'm not wearing a mask right now. I've had COVID. I, it's awful. Don't get it. Um, <laughs> the whole thing, I, like, seriously, I thought I was going to fucking die. Um, the whole thing about now. that is is it must be like when you're standing there up in your little announcer's box mm-hmm. and you're looking down at the field like and even if you're like fucking baseball sucks I love NASCAR you know <laughs> you're Jesus. that guy even if you do you're like I mean I'm not a huge fan of baseball either I'm not going to sit down and watch nine innings it's fucking boring However, if you go to a game, it's which, a lot more which entertaining I think live. everybody should go, yes. even if just once in their lifetime, to a live baseball, baseball game, game yeah. 
And as dopey as it sounds, the amount of Americana you feel mm-hmm. is involuntary. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. you can walk in there like, fuck this. And then halfway through, singing, you're just like, take me out to the ball. Oh, the ball. yeah. Seventh inning stretch and everything oh, like that. It. But my point behind this is there has, with that, even being an announcer for something like that, mm-hmm. looking out at the field, the players, everything like that, that's got to be described but, that for people who are wondering about that. The first year uh, and the first even the first day that I showed up to the stadium in order to uh, do the PA announcing, our PA, our announcer's booth is right behind home plate at the top of the stadium. So when you look out, you're looking out over the whole field and off to the sides. You have the, all the stands and everything. And when you have a full house of fans and, it's, and they're literally selling standing room only tickets for some of the bigger games, it is a whole unreal experience just to be looking over everything as it's happening. How many people can fit in there? Um, around 7,000, I believe. So sure. you're just sitting there mm-hmm. looking at probably... They, you know they let extra people in. Well, that's why I said, like, with certain ones, they have uh, they have the hill back in the behind the stadium where oh, they right. can yeah, fill yeah, that yeah. as okay. well. So people are able to do, like, uh, <clears throat> picnicking and stuff like that out on the hill and whatnot. So, yeah, they have a lot more than the actual seating that they're able to allow in. And um, so, yeah, just looking over that sea of people is unreal and then um and just talking to them and you can just hear your voice and they're all looking at you like well they're not looking at you they're just going hey do you want me to go get a hot dog (laughs) but you you know you have this sea of people with that that wave of murmur going on in the background and stuff like that that yeah general background of just people talking who's your son play for sorry got a quest got a comment somebody said their son plays baseball during the regular and fall season who's your son play baseball for um for those watching on facebook live and everything i'm recording live on my he's also live on his tiktok so taking multiple media breaks i I do gotta say that i i used to work at that met stadium right here Uh uh-huh and being up in that top area, just even in an empty stadium, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, most yeah, it's, definitely. It's huge. It's, I've been up there. It's huge. Well, yeah, not only that, insane. this this past season, which this timing for the COVID sucked. Yeah. Because this past season they did a pandemic time. They did a <laughs> they did a huge renovation of the stadium. They spent you know the the city spent millions upon millions of dollars to renovate the stadium so that way the New York yeah, Mets would stay there for, stra- for spring training. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it gets shut down. But now the, the new setup for the stadium is gorgeous. And for spring training, I wasn't in the sound booth. They actually asked me to do the on-field hosting. So oh. I did all of the in-between inning games with the fans oh, and so everything. So like with the fans, yeah. hey, we're going to yeah. have this kid throw a nickel at a duck or something. Can this right. be my audition? I, don't, I wanna do How would that, that be? That? Yes. How we, is, we might need people for that. Hi. Come, come back. Hi, Serafina. I'll think of games like throwing nickels at ducks. Right. I, how is that a thing? No. But, <laughs> but that's the thing, like. Why was that my go-to? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, little kids fun. throw nickels at ducks. Listen, I, well, they I've can be rubber duckies. You know, it doesn't that have to be live ducks. I was literally picturing live ducks. I'm sure you were. 
Interesting. But anyway, that's not the question. So, so anyways, this everybody's pissed now. <laughs> That's the why one I'm trying host to move past that. No. Yeah, we're just trying to get past the Pete outrage right, right now. Why does he want children to do that? Because. <laughs> he doesn't know what comes out of his mouth. It's but, fine. Um, no, so this year, like, I was actually on the field. I was actually on, in the stands with the fans. Running around. Do they have a mascot? Running around. They can be like, hey, look at the mascot. They do have That's a mascot. Nice. He's called Clutch. Clutch? You know, Clutch Batter. Oh, okay. But uh, it's a big blue dog. Because mm-hmm. that makes that makes sense. perfect sense. Yeah, you know. Of course. Boop, boop, boop. Oh but, uh, my god! <laughs> yes, it's blue. But um, anyway, so I would have to go through the sit through the crowd and pick out kids and adults and stuff like that to play <laughs> the games. You gotta be careful and... about that now. <laughs> right? I'd go through the crowd and pick out children. Right. <laughs> we're, oh, we're, we'll go. Edit, we gotta edit that out. No. <laughs> <laughs> But then, but you want to talk about crazy, like when I was doing the in-between inning games right on top of the Mets dugout, it literally is all just, eyes yeah, right just, on me oh, yeah. and that kid, and like we're being broadcast on the big screen on the Jumbo That's got to be kind of fun. It's, Have you ever just been on the field, looked up, saw yourself, been like, yeah, fuck yeah, that's me right there. Of thing. course. Yeah. <laughs> that's what he's doing that's right now. Duh. Oh, like, I know, he's staring right across over there. there. I mean, the bottom right one. That's yeah, me at the Mets Stadium. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah so, so, I mean, it's... It's so peaceful, there. It's literally <laughs> a an unreal experience to just be there and have all those eyes on you, but I get such a high from it, from, you know... You just like the attention. I love the attention. I sure the hell do. I love and the attention. And now he's on like three live platforms and everything. He's like, it's please not... pay attention to me. I love you all. Pay attention to me. He's really Come on. his job. Like he really is. <laughs> oh my God. You have no idea how much I, just, I miss. He just wants all eyes on him. That's why he joined TikTok. Fun fact, before I even knew who he Sorry. was, like what he looked like, I had seen one of his TikToks. And then I was like, this is pretty funny. <laughs> and then I I saw, I finally, you know, added you. And I was like, wait a minute. I've seen this. This TikTok. fucking guy. I was like, I've definitely <laughs> this seen this TikTok before. Jesus. And I was like, this is funny. I really do. <laughs> well, it was, you were making breakfast and your wife was like, I swear to God, she's another one of your fucking TikToks. You're not funny. Nobody likes you. And <laughs> you're I'm just like, like bug spray. Oh my God. Lysol? Okay. I will just Lysol your pancakes, which nowadays. <laughs> that might pandemic, be a symbol of love now, that's right? That's a symbol of love now. Of course you know? it is. Right. Before you spray a girl with Lysol and bag her face, that was rude. I, and misogynistic it's now. It's still pretty rude. It's love. No, you want them to be safe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why are you so hateful? Why are you so hateful? I, I'm not hateful. <laughs> I swear I'm not hateful. I just, hateful. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a little much because like, I so feel what, like the Lysol would definitely blind somebody. A little. <laughs> a, a lot. Like, just for a little while. <laughs> it's not like it would be a permanent thing. Yeah, it's, I mean, it don't hold it. it. Well, you're not, like, not holding, holding it there. It's, it like, there. A, it's like a misting, like a Febreze. Oh, why are oh. you trying to hold it there? Why are you so aggressive? <laughs> oh, my God. You need to calm down. You're so aggressive. Just so aggressive. 
Only a little. Yeah, we're like a, a light coating of Lysol. You're apparently like got drowning the liquid, them, like just drowning, waterboarding almost. That's not what I meant. You know, you're just waterboarding people. I don't know what, where this aggression comes from. Me neither. We need to look into it. I we need do. Therapy. So who needs therapy when you have a podcast? That's fair. The people can ask you questions, and maybe we can help you come yeah. to terms oh, with. Oh, people ask me so questions. There's a lot. All of your performances that you felt. I don't hear anything. We just went silent. Oh, went are we still recording? There we go. Yeah. Are you still recording? Yeah. No, now we are. I was just about to ask the most important question ever. We're what? good. We're recording again. Okay. All right, we're recording oh, again. Happen, though? Well, we're yeah. still live. Hi guys. We're still live. We're still live on uh, Facebook. Hey hey. Is anybody watching us at all? On Facebook? No. You are. Did you share it? I did. No should, one's should watching. Should I go live us. on We my... can do anything. We've had people watching. Oh, I'm sure. People We've like had people watching. Out. Yeah. It's probably like, wait, what is this? Like, I did say what it was. It's for. Oh my god. <laughs> Trying to kill me. <laughs> Are you okay? Did they? Yeah. I can't see any of my family. Probably don't know who the hell they are. Hi guys. D. How much time do we have left? Love you all. Half hour. Oh good. Oh sweet. All right. So favorite memory performing ever. One thing will stick out in your mind. Everybody's got a favorite performance memory. Shit. What would that be? Um. I know it's a hard one. Yeah. Holy shit. I'm trying to get the answers, like, man. Well, because that's the thing. Like, are you talking about favorite? Like, just overall, all overall, of my performing overall, favorite overall, memory. Holy shit. I would have to say, crazy enough. Memory. Crazy as this is going to sound. When I, it was actually in Rocky. Was it? It really was. <laughs> when I finished, <laughs> I was there. When I finished singing, I'm going home, and I had my back to the audience. Yeah, that was moving. And the entire place just stood up and erupted, and there was a roar that just went over the entire place. And to a lot of people, that might sound like egotistical or, you know, like I'm bragging or whatnot, but it was just that feeling of an... Because it was, it was a solo performance. Yeah. You were it out was there the final yourself. number of the show. Yeah, I was there. And <laughs> I know you were, but they weren't. <laughs> oh, I know. Neither was and I. she wasn't. And I neither know. was I. And he wasn't. It was actually she wasn't. really amazing. But At the end, lights come down, three spotlights, him by himself, back to the back to the, to the audience. audience. And like through it, I was walking down the fans and at the end of the song I was in the back corner of the auditorium and like I said back was to the fans and I finished it up and it was I'm coming home or something like I can't remember the exact notes or anything but just when I hit that last note and it died just the the, the feeling the power in that room was just I really wish there we was were backstage I was Eddie, so I get killed off pretty easy. Pretty early. I have one <laughs> dance number, one song and dance, then I have like two lines past that later in the show, and that's it. You know, <laughs> I just sat back stage drinking beer the rest of the time. But it was interesting because <clears throat> I was in the backstage with the rest of the cast, and we're just listening, Josh, and 
talking amongst ourselves just like man you know he's really killing it and stuff and uh, all of a sudden man you hear him hit that note and the entire auditorium was packed to begin with but the entire auditorium just exploded and it was it really was we we were backstage and we we're like holy fuck the boy did kill it like <laughs> fuck you know like that was incredible and then you write oh wow they're not anything. you know yeah it was good though yeah it was so i mean that was probably one of the most memorable i've done a lot of really cool things yeah but you know Flashing at me on stage, people running up on stage trying to, you know, there's a million things I could talk about, but that was like probably the number one. Just as a performer in general. In general, yeah. that is that is that. I mean, because I'm sure you've had a favorite show, a favorite baseball game, you've got a favorite night of announcing mm-hmm. at. Um, the wrestling mm-hmm. so i'm sure you have those individually i was just that's what i was looking right. for is as a performer what were the things what was that one thing now yeah. why do you think you became a performer why do you, you think you like it so i've much? just been drawn to it since i was a kid um i grew up on stage i was in chorus and drama from second grade He's i was that kid i really wish i was that kid but i, I mean, was a jock I I was I was I was just trying to hit on girls. Yeah, I had I had no interest in sports. I had no interest in cars. You just wanted to be on stage. I just wanted to be on stage. I wanted to be in the spotlight. I wanted to be. I wanted everybody to see me, and a lot of it came from the fact that when I was younger, up from elementary through uh, middle school, crazily enough, to anybody who knows me now wouldn't understand but like back then i was super introverted and shy Mm -hmm. but when i got on stage when i was singing in the choir or when i was in a play i wasn't me Mm -hmm. and i could step out of that and i could be somebody more than who i was and then through high school i that all went out the window when i became me but yeah, I was so like I've been on stage my entire life. Yeah, so it's I just try. something you've always had a, mm-hmm. been drawn to and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And I, I, you know, you have to respect that though because it is kind of daunting to. Like you know, it doesn't bother me. I mean, yeah. I don't give a fuck, <laughs> but it, I can see like I've seen people that have just froze, mm-hmm. and and I can get it because. In our society, we do put so much on, are they going to judge me? Are they going to think I'm fat? Are they going to think I'm not funny? Are they going to do all this? And to to beat that and do it anyway takes either a level of confidence or apathy that has to be a little bit extra. Mm-hmm. you know. Or you got to fight through it. I mean, how many performers do you know that say, oh, before every performance, I, I fucking throw up in a trash can? Yep. You know, that's not an abnormal thing to hear either. No, it's really not. Because I know people a lot are of... judgmental fucks. Oh, yeah. People are going to watch this podcast and be like, I can do that so much better. Look <laughs> at how shitty he is. Look at his equipment. Ah, blah, blah, blah. Everybody's got bullshit to say. Absolutely. I mean, and it's He's funny because everybody's got bullshit to say, but what the fuck are you doing? Mm-hmm. 
you know yeah. especially in certain parts we're in florida ladies and gentlemen yes florida can be a little rough at times because <laughs> this is a crazy ass <laughs> fucking state and it's a state of people that will do where you have these groups of people that'll do absolutely nothing with their lives but they got a lot to say about what you're doing mm-hmm. so much you know if everybody got up from that glass table on the back porch that you sit around and talk about how you're going to do things and actually go up and do something, you might be surprised. You may have a great fucking time. Right, exactly. Because if life sucks for you, it's probably the way you're living it. Yeah. Basically. Wholeheartedly agree with that. Totally. Yeah, so I'm just saying, I mean, COVID sucks right now. Our country, I literally have never seen it more divided. I don't think anybody else has. And I think we need a bunch of people just to be realistic, you know, Mm -hmm. because nobody is has... I, that's why I don't like doctrines or groups. Like, if you're all the way on the right with absolutely everything, you're probably an asshole. If you're all the way on the left on everything, you're probably an asshole. Because things don't exist that way. They're not black and white. Everything's a nuance of gray. Yeah. So you have to be able to navigate this, but people have, like, drawn sides. Masks have become, instead of a medical thing, like a political thing. And that's weird. It really and is. Now it's really weird. Like, and I like the fact that we're putting fashion in masks and all these other things. I mean, he's he's promoting his he's band, promoting his band Stomp, Stomp, Stomp Therapy on his face. Look at that. Which I'm actually, you can tell Josh is very serious with mask, and I know you have the inserts and everything like mm-hmm. that, um, because you're covering your face. Yes. <laughs> For you. For to, me to cover my face in public. Oh my god. <sighs> Because poor, poor bastard. Oh, the, the, <laughs> no the agony and angst you must. Well, there's four of me there. right there. He so. gets yes. to stare at himself. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he gets to stare at himself because our guests get to be showcased. We want to showcase our guests. I'm gonna put my face. We're not trying time. to promote ourselves. Yeah. So, what is it you'd like to be doing in the future? Well, I mean, absolutely. I want to. Uh, once all this craziness is done, I can't wait to get back up on stage with uh, Stomp Therapy. Um, I, I think go to our one of your shows. please do. Our shows are so much fun. We are uh, for anybody who has not familiar with Stomp Therapy, uh, we have some great sound, some great music on uh, YouTube and SoundCloud and on our Instagram. Keep we have full shows on our Facebook page that we have done in the past. But um, once we're able to hit on stage again we've got some new music that we uh are just getting ready to release and we've got some new music that is getting ready to uh be recorded again once we're able to get back into the studio so um you know i can't wait to do that i cannot wait to get back into uh the ring announcing i do have a ring announcing gig in ocala on july 25th so i'll be up there working with uh fighting evolution wrestling and um original championship wrestling we just uh they just partnered together so i'm going to be up there uh ring announcing that event on july 25th and i just my goal is of course to to be able to make some kind of living of just either announcing or the music or both or whatever like that's my goal for the so that's the that's the goal your next next step the next step is to not have to be doing the bartending in order to pay the bills right right i love it it's fun all my regulars, God, I miss you guys. I know you've been messaging me and calling me, and I miss you guys. I miss all of you. I love you. But uh, 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, I can't wait to get back to it. That just looks weird. I got all these hands near my middle <laughs> section. It makes me feel fancy. That was nice, Josh. Um, for everybody out there, please add us on Facebook, Roller Skating Octopus Podcast. We're going to be covering a wide variety of different subjects. If you have any suggestions for subjects for us to cover, let us know. We'll find the people, bring them in, and interview them. Josh will also... I'll come back come back and definitely maybe help as another co-host and maybe he'll sit here maybe he'll sit Don't on the end of the couch <laughs> Jeez, you're so touchy no one's taking your job you're my co-host and i love you look i even made you i know you have a custom background i do and Wendy Gale, thank you so much and and we have rainbow in here and thank I'm you people it. for watching Wendy Gale on TikTok said the podcast is great. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Tell everybody, please add us on Facebook. Yeah, guys, uh, Roller Skating Octopus does have a TikTok page. So they're going to be doing some TikToks and stuff like that. Also, you guys can uh, join them on TikTok as well. So that's what's next. That's what you want to go to. And. You can get more gigs like that, too. Like, people do look on TikTok and see what, what you're abilities are so you can get gigs like that yeah well that's why one of the things that i've been do uh i just started not too long ago on tiktok um with one of my favorite tiktokers i don't know if you're familiar with her cup of alex I you gotta to find see, her yeah. she's fantastic i'm going to be going through and some of my favorite tiktokers if you guys want to hear me do anybody's i'm going to be doing basically ring announcer entrances for my favorite TikTokers. Oh my God. That's so I'm going to do amazing. one for you now, yes. Serafina. So actually, um, I'm so excited. Can I do Can I just do it, do it now? Can Go ahead and do it. I'd like to. Go ahead and do it. This is Serafina or this is all get to know Josh Flores. But you can say Serafina or my page is actually the rainbow unicorn. The rainbow unicorn. The rainbow unicorn. That was my YouTube name for the longest time. Oh, so sweet. And that's why All right. TRU is in front of my name. So I'll probably do this one as a separate TikTok, but just for her and just for you guys, I'm going to go ahead and do this. Ladies and gentlemen, please join us now as we welcome your LGBTQ queen of cosplay. <laughs> what was it again? Wait, true, I'm sorry. True Serafina. True Serafina! Dude, that was beast. Cool. <laughs> no, that was, that was amazing. That was great. That was awesome. I fucking love it. We'll have to do a TikTok for the podcast. And. In radio yes. announcer mode. Yes, and, and for Instagram and all. The, no, I'll just post it on our Instagram. Yeah. Do yeah. That. What? Radio announcer. Yeah. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. So. <laughs> When is it that you feel like you're going to be able to go back? I know that your job is holding it for yes. you. Yes. When do you feel like you'll feel safe enough to return? Once there is some kind of steady decline and it stays at a low for a decent amount of time. You mean and we not 15,000? S- not 15,000 in a single day. Yeah. Not, yeah. yeah, that would... Not even... Because, I mean, even when we were getting... Two, three, five thousand in a single day. I was still like, nah, fuck that. I'm not going back. Yeah. When we're getting 
to a steady in the hundred you know maybe the hundreds maybe even lower Mm -hmm. but we're we're getting to a steady decline of everything and i don't have to feel like i'm literally risking my life right to have to go back to work Mm -hmm. then i'll go back to work right but in the meantime I, well, gotta see, do, you know. I feel like we've got an increase right now because all the parks are opening back up and like people are visiting Florida now mm-hmm. and they're just they don't oh, care definitely, definitely. they absolutely don't care so that's why they're coming here now because yeah. the parks are opening because everyone is like not taking this seriously yeah so. well I mean with the parks opening and whatnot don't get me wrong like <clears throat> Disney is requiring all people to wear masks oh, so is Universal yeah but still you're still putting all those people in one spot in one spot <clears throat> so it's it is what it is you know I don't like the fact that it's going on. I have never been out of work this long. Like yeah. I, I, I was doing the math. I was I actually posted just before a little bit before coming down here. I saw it. <laughs> it's been 114 days since I've yeah you're worked going on four months. Yeah, like holy cow. There's yeah, only yeah. so much walking around the house in your underwear you can do. Yeah, thank <laughs> God for video games. Thank goodness I'm a fucking geek. Also, thank goodness you found TikTok. Oh, I know, right? Fuck it. Oh, TikTok. You guys, right? I love you guys. Oh, he loves you. I do. I, I, I feel Facebook. like I love he loves you guys. Facebook, I love you guys, too. Up, Don't Facebook? get me wrong. Y'all are the true OGs. Y'all were there for me first. So, I love you guys, too. But not for nothing. I've grown pretty quick on TikTok. And then there's I know. YouTube you have more followers than me. And then there's YouTube up YouTube. there. YouTube. You guys. YouTube. I'm just going to say yeah, this right now YouTube also. Up there. We got Facebook there. We got TikTok Don't take there. this as a challenge, guys. Like, I've, I've said this at a couple other places, and people jokingly take it as a challenge. Let It Rain has been out for over a year, our music video, mm-hmm. and it still has not gotten a dislike. Really? Dead serious. That kind of makes awesome. me want to go out and dislike See? It. That's what I'm talking about. Don't See, take it as a See, now that you dare. said Scott. that. Everyone's going to look it up. But that's all right because... Everybody's going to go look it up. If I get 5,000 more views or 10,000 more views, whatever, it'll be worth it. But I'm just saying. Right. How many views does it have? Like 1,300, something like that. Not a lot. Go watch it. Everybody. And like it. Stomp Therapy, Let It Rain. Uh, Our first music video that we put out. We've also put out a couple lyric videos. And uh, yeah, we got some fun stuff. Uh, Our song Divided. Check that one out. Yes. Divided is very like... uh, Divided is a... I wrote that as a very anti-government song. Oh, okay. I thought it was going to break my heart. No, no. I wrote that as a very anti-establishment. I was channeling Rage Against the Machine when I wrote that song. Oh, okay. The Machine! Now, I'm going to take this opportunity. Next week's podcast, we are going to be covering Reiki. Reiki. What it is and why do middle-aged women love it? I'm not middle-aged, but I no, definitely just want that. It's going to be Reiki. We have uh, John Fessel, who is a Reiki master, who will be here next week. I'm pretty excited. Um, she's pretty excited. And uh, just putting that little teaser out there before the end of the show. Because it's questions. coming up. So, now we yes. covered what you've done. What your best moments were. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you think you've learned through all this performing? The biggest thing that I've learned through all of the like, performing. What you, yeah, what have you learned? What have you really gleaned and gotten out of it? What lessons have you really learned from all this? The biggest thing that I've learned from the performing over the years is that, honestly, from... Just from doing something that you yourself love to do... 
-hmm. You can literally change somebody's day, change somebody's life. Somebody could be having the worst day ever. Somebody could be thinking that they're at the end of their rope and you could sing the right song to them or you could uh, you could announce a show and their favorite wrestler come out or you could do something and make their day and just take their mind off just the take their mind off of everything that they've got going on negative in their life right. and that's honestly probably one of my favorite things about being a performer is being able to have that effect on people and just to be able to have that effect on somebody is huge to me and see that's how i feel about life like if i can make you smile then i'm doing my job Mm -hmm. and i feel like that is the same thing that i'm i feel about when i used to live stream and all that so i totally understand what you're saying when you say that well i think when you help people out like if somebody's in a shitty mood and you're kind of hey have a good day or whatever and even little things like that or we've all been there to where mm-hmm. you hear your favorite song oh god yeah. or you do see your favorite performer and you're like you know what i like that person that made me giggle you know yeah, exactly. <laughs> i'm having a bad fucking day but right. that motherfucker's funny as fuck you're like yeah do the hamster you know you're mm-hmm. doing that kind of shit to him oh my god. so it's like i think that we don't put enough f- emphasis on the arts mm-hmm. anymore like oh, those drama clubs those drama clubs those band clubs everything like that they're going away yeah they are not st- and that's heartbreaking to me that's heartbreaking to me the that. fact yeah. that schools are cutting funding to the arts it's terrible when it has literally been proven that children when they're in arts programs excel in mathematics and English and their other subjects because of the the recognition and the uh, the cognitive recognition that they get from connecting their art to whatever subject it is it connects the two in the brain and helps you learn to an right. extent I was in band and I still don't understand now well there's <laughs> to an extent to some I took band and I don't know I math <laughs> But that's could the thing. You You're studied. well-spoken, and you speak True. well, so yeah. you may not be a math person, but your English skills and your speaking and everything like that are enhanced. Like, you're great at speaking. and that's fair. so I'll take that. It it's, depends on the person, of course, but your cognitive recognition, if you are an artist, like you like to draw and paint mm-hmm. and stuff like that, you can connect that. If you are in, If you're a singer or a band member, you can connect that. There are different ways, and honestly, with all of it, especially the performance arts, mm-hmm. you can connect that to how you handle yourself in public. Oof. Because when you're in front of people, you're used to being a part of that group, and you're right. used to being on stage, and you're used to having all eyes on you. Right. And then all of a sudden, you're in you're in an office meeting. And you and have you're to speak adult, in front of the and you office. Have to give a, yeah. You have to give a, you know, a speech to the whole office. It's not a big deal. Right. Yeah, I mean, I I do think that some sort of public speaking or performance, I I I think it's important just simply for the fact that it does it can. Now, obviously, there's those kids that are just gonna shit themselves if they gotta go speak in front of the class. And then at that point, you got to determine, you know, whether little Billy 
needs to do that. But right. I think it's important for you to get used to doing that because if you do look at the people in business that are more successful, mm -hmm. they tend to not mind being the center of attention. Right. They know how to speak to a group or a crowd. Right. So I think that arts even help in those instances. Absolutely. And um, it, it even helps, like somebody said right here on TikTok, it helps with kids that have ADHD and other mental disorders and stuff like that. It helps them as well. That oh, kind yeah. of focus yeah. and yeah. bring everything it together. Me calm down. Yeah, if I listen I mean, like to the Glenn Miller band, I calm down. There you go. Glenn Miller Band calms kids. Wait, That'll I'm be the next scientific study. That'll be the... Really? Because you're the size of one. No shit. I didn't grow. Oh, oh I'm sorry. I that was... was... 12. Oh. You don't give it two shits. No, not really. I think it's funny. <laughs> Actually, I think it's kind of funny. Yeah, I'm the same age I was when I was 12. The same age. So, the same I'm the same age. Me. You're the same, <laughs> same age height. you were as you were same 12. Height so you are 12. <laughs> Math is hard. <laughs> I told you. Shit. No, I'm the same height I Try was back when gum, I was honey. 12. <laughs> we'll throw out a bird so cage reference real quick. So if you guys went to with me, I'm still the same height as I was when I was in 7th. You're still the height I was when I was in, like, fourth grade. Shut up. That's not okay. Yeah, I'm short anyway, so I'm not even going to say You're anything. not that short. <laughs> You're taller than me. You're yeah. good. You've got, you've got like, presence. <laughs> That's a nice way See, of saying I ego. Feel, right. Oh, no, I'm, I'm, I've like definitely got ego. Me. <laughs> I've got a big ego. But I think you do have to have some form of an ego to be able to walk out. Or oh, absolutely. Even to do something like this. I mean, you have to be there because you know for a fact that the Internet's just like, they're just going to roast you for shit. Yeah, I look like I shopped for my clothes at AutoZone. There. Ugh. Roast me. Do it. Roast just him. give me more attention, please. I love him. reading mean comments. It makes me <laughs> giggle. Mean comments. Don't roast him. He's a nice person. He, he has friends. He's talented. He doesn't <laughs> kick people for oh, no I, reason. I used to when I was a kid. He doesn't punch babies. No. It's very important. Yes. You yeah. want to know, like, the guys you're hanging around with aren't punching babies. I think that's an underestimated thing. Also, you know? why would that come up in a conversation, though? Oh, well, yeah, no, the, I the, punch babies the, on the, the whole, weekends. The whole, the whole, the you whole thing is... <laughs> you have got to stop being so freaking aggressive. No. It's the third time now during the show. God damn it. That, That's you know not what, what I, mean? I Wait a minute. Third time. Hold on. Let's ask the producer. Stop it. We got to, hold on. We got to ask the producer. Wasn't that the third time? <gasps> I, I think so. Can we not? Third time. I just don't... with the hatred and aggression. I'm not aggressive. Whew. Yeah, it just... I uh, hope it's not me bringing it out in her. I, no, apparently I'm aggressive all the time. We know. <laughs> we know. I wasn't saying Because we're your friends. Oh, we my want God. You to know. This, I can't even say hi. Maybe it's because things. you're Mexican. It could be racist. linked to racism. Why are you being a racist, Scott? I'm Mexican, too, so it's okay. Oh. Ha! See, so you can't be racist you can't like you normally are. I'm not a racist. She's not no. She's actually very sweet, and sweet she definitely life. helps out and does things. I do. I do, do things. It's very nice. I try. So, Josh. Yes. 
so is there anything that you would like to cover because hmm. i've been just sitting here digging into your brain this well that's kind of your night. job it's an interview that's well yeah that's I'm an interview, but i'm just saying you know i mean is there anything else you would like to plug is uh, there anything else you'd like your fans to see goodness okay. i don't think so i think that's pretty much it i mean i you know i I do the bartending, I do the announcing, I do the ring announcing, I do uh, the baseball, and I do my music. That's that's about it, you know. Just sitting at home waiting for it to fire back up. But that's we will, right. You will see him on this podcast again. Don't know when, but we'll get together then. I'll be back. <laughs> so, you just over there quoting stuff. She's like, I'm contributing. <laughs> Dad made stovetop and I. I helped. <laughs> okay. Great. From all of us here at the Roller Skating Octopus Podcast, we thank Josh Flores. Thank you yes, guys for having me here. Thank you. Thank, thank you for, thank you for having me, guys. Thank you for having me for and the first episode, even. Like, this oh, was that's fun. Yeah. I had a lot of fun. Charles Bafuco, Serafina Bazo, Scott Lestino, we love you so much and we're the roller we skating octopus and we are the roller skating octopus thank you and good night yee yee Mind your business, you own better biscuits.